Welcome to the Sun Island. Excellent. Uh, you know, I say I'm excited all, all the time, but this time I really am. This is the first time we're going to be having a, like a legit full house. I don't think anybody else can hold in there except somebody where Sheldon is. And we got a lot of brain power in here today, guys. Um, you know, we, we got uh, two doctors and we also have a uh, business owner. And uh, we're, uh, we're essentially going to be talking about men's health. We're going to be getting a little bit of female perspective uh, on it as well. Just kind of keep it, keep it interesting. So we have George, who is a, a, a medical doctor. He is a cardiologist. Yes, sir. Right? Mm -hmm. We have Sean, uh, and Sean is an artist, triathlete. I mean, the... the uh, a renaissance man in in a in a and uh we have trish you know uh, trish is a, a medical doctor uh herself and so we're gonna be delving in the 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 topic of of men's health and i want to start this out like on a serious note, uh, in the sense that it's a very serious topic. And we're going to talk about from the physical standpoint of just men's health, but also the mental side of men's health, right? Because oftentimes, I think if you're not f mentally stable, you typically don't take care of the physical, mm -hmm. right? And, and that's a, a, a topic that we're, we're going to delve into. Um, so, George, you're actually one of the, f this is the first time you're coming on. I've had Trish and I've, I've had no Sean. Pressure. No pressure. So, no so I, we're just going to kind of do a quick little introduction for yourself and, and then we just kind of free flow going from there. Go ahead. Yeah, so I'm George Audacional. I'm a general adult cardiologist. I work at uh, Kelsey Sebo Clinic. And so I'm everything cardiac, so prevention, treatment, the whole nine. Um, we've been seeing a lot of stuff related to COVID as well, so I feel like I'm a mini cardiac COVID expert at this point as well. But yeah, I'm just excited to be here. Oh, nice, nice, nice for having you. Nice to having you here, man. And uh, just to kind of piggyback a little bit, and uh, you are a cardiologist, you know, uh, it's not that. You just jump up one day and say, "Ooh, I want to be a cardiologist." It's <laughs> a lot of work behind yeah, that, and yeah. I have a personal relationship yeah. with Trish for many, many years. And to become a medical doctor is no joke. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've <laughs> like right now she's studying for some exam, and you, nobody can see her like twenty-four hours. This it'd be like it'd be like that. 20, like legit, I've not seen it like that ever in my life. I don't know how do you study for twenty-four hmm. hours, you know? So, and that's just separate and apart from her whole journey and, and stuff like that so i i know that it's no joke man what what's just quick little background on your journey as to how you ended up being what you are as far as being a cardiologist yeah so i i think i've always known i wanted to be a doctor like even being young and then i mean I'm, I'm bigger now, but I was like super skinny, very sickly. So I was in the ER like every two weeks. So I was always sick. But 
seeing doctors like make you feel better has always been something I always thought was kind of like magical. Mm -hmm. And then I started having palpitations and having issues with my own heart when I was like in middle school. And that's when I was like, oh yeah, this is for me for sure. Dude, it's like, I'm gonna save my own life. When look, I look, <laughs> we gonna learn early. We gonna learn early. I'm gonna save my own life. But like being, seeing the cardiologist, like I was like, oh yeah, this, it just clicked. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is exactly what I need to do. Um, I was real shy growing up, so I didn't know, you know, part of, well, most of being a doctor is talking to people, so I didn't know if that was going to really be my lane, but I was able to kind of, you know, overcome that as well, too, but it's been a wild ride, and especially, I mean, you can attest as well, there's not a lot of people that look like us in the medical field, yeah. so when people do see you, like, it's an eye-opener, and it starts a lot of conversation, so it's been, it's been great. Yeah, Trish was on here recently, and she did mention that representation needs to be pushed in in because that's how you Definitely. became a doctor right you just saw a yeah you know. i literally i went to like a, a, a education fair in elementary school and then i saw all these black people that were the first to do this and that and i saw the black first neurosurgeon and wow. i was like that's what i'm gonna do uh, well, i'm not a neurosurgeon now but i know i want to be a doctor from then and so that's the genesis for me too I mean, like I told him, you know, last time I was here, you know, just taking care of different patients and different demographics, but especially taking care of people that look like us mm -hmm. is very important to have representation. Mm -hmm. They feel more safe. Mm -hmm. They, You can actually understand them better. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't speak about it then, but there was a case where I had a patient in medical school where the cardiologist deemed the patient to be um, like a lost cause. It was a black guy. He had heart failure, and he wasn't really um, being compliant with his um, medications, right? And so I went in and I spoke to him. He didn't understand anything, mm -hmm. actually, mm -hmm. you know? And so I broke everything down to him. And the next time he came to the clinic, he looked significantly better. And the cardiologist reached out to me and was like, what did I tell the patient? And I said, I didn't tell him anything. I just told him what his disease was and how he needed to be compliant and the long-term effects of noncompliance. And he was just like, oh, my God, like, this patient looks completely different. You know, he's lost so much weight and all these different things. And that solidified it for me. Like, representation absolutely matters. Mm -hmm. They need to see it. They need to talk to us. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. yeah. It's the rapport it. as well, too, because, like, yeah, for you'll sure. see – I've had people be like, you know, I feel bad like looking for a black doctor. And they'll text me like, hey, I need a black neurologist or I need a black card. And they feel bad about it. But if you look at the studies, like mm -hmm. someone who looks like you, if they're taking care of you, especially with us, mm -hmm. it increases yeah. compliance. It increases them understanding what's going on. Study out on that. Oh, 100 percent. Oh, 1,000 They do better. Yeah. They do, and I'm not saying it's not, you know, of course, there's great white doctors. There's great Hispanic yeah, sure. doctors. But when we see people that look like us, we clinically do better. Yeah. And so yeah. I always tell people, don't feel guilty for that because that could save your life one day, you know? Yeah, but yeah representation, it's, it's crazy. I have patients, I will be on vacation and they'll call and I'm like, I think you're having a heart attack. Go to the, they're like, no, I'm going to wait till you get back. I'm only seeing you. Oh, yeah. No. They will wait. Yeah. Because they're like, you understand me. You talk to me. You get me. Mm -hmm. Like, we were talking about the BET Awards with one patient. And my coworker was looking at me like, how do you know? She? I'm like, we, <laughs> yeah, we, we here. We what's understood don't need to be said. Like, yeah, so it's it's sure. an instant rapport. And that, that goes a long way. Yeah. that and, that. So um, that how did y'all relationship come about? Because <laughs> so Sean saw a story uh, I'm just kind of explaining how this whole thing mm -hmm. will come together. Wait, I'm scared. No. Sorry, <laughs> uh, it, it, was, it was in popular news uh, when uh, LeBron oh, yeah. uh -huh. had that cardiac mm -hmm. 
issue. Mm-hmm. And Sean sent me that. And I'm like, yo, I know an expert, man. We need to get him to educate people on this. Yeah. Me too? Okay. Yeah. Like legit. Yeah. Like, yeah, he, I know an expert and he, yeah. we need to get somebody to, to talk. Because, you know, me, me and Sean, we vibe too. And he know why I'm doing this, mm-hmm. right? So that w- was one of the reasons why I said, hey, we need to get some expert to talk to uh, men's health. But just how did y'all's relationship came about? So I met George uh, with my girlfriend at the time. We had a set of twins. He saw her after the pregnancy, correct? Yeah, it was like a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks after mm-hmm. the pregnancy, and he was looking for a personal trainer. Because ah, I was fat. I gained like 20, 25 pounds during COVID. Like, yeah, it was yeah. Like, so at that COVID yeah, weight. At, right. that, <laughs> at that time, we met. Mm. And once we met, uh, we just had the consultation. He told me uh, exactly I trained him, and we had a consultation at his home with him and his wife. And we just sat down the first after the first session. We kind of did a little, you know, a little workout. But we actually sat down and went over some goals of what do you what do you want to improve about your life, mm-hmm. not just physically, but understand it's going to take the spiritual and the mental, mental side too. Yeah. We want to go deeper. We, everybody I train, I tell them we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna ten extra life. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So. Uh, George signed up, and we've been running ever since. New Albums is personal trainer. Like that day, yeah. huh? That, that was that day. day. Yeah, that yeah. Because yeah. I didn't know like what a, to expect, but I'm yeah. like, it was like a week gym. later. Okay. Yeah. So we got a cardiologist in the building, <laughs> yeah. and then we got his trainer. Yeah, it was like a week <laughs> later. It was yeah. like, all right, come on. <laughs> so this guy is choosing. He knows everything about what could go wrong, and he chose. Hey, <laughs> hey. Where's my Where's my lab coat? I'm done. <laughs> where's my lab? No, coat? no, sir. That does not equate. That does not Wilson. equate. No. Oh, God. I'm going to stay humble on that one. <laughs> right. Dr. Wilson, I'm going to stay humble. Right. It was, a lot of it was divine timing because yeah, like, I, I knew I needed to find somebody and I couldn't find anybody. Mm. And I was just impressed because she was like, I'm trying to work out like next week. And I'm like, you just had twins. Like, What are you yeah, doing? A week She's like, no, nah, my boyfriend's a trainer. And I was like, okay, so I don't normally do this, but uh, <laughs> do you have his info? And yeah. I think I texted him like that day. Yeah, me that day. And I was expecting like a meathead, like, you know, yeah. and then this dude walks in talking about like art and being a new I was like I think I'm just, yeah yeah we can rock with this yeah 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 that'll, that'll work out yeah. man so that's pretty neat and you're you in triathlon you mm-hmm. did that type of stuff too so you know he's hardcore but he was able to kind of bring it back down to a, a certain level definitely so again as i mentioned we're going to get into a lot about that that health stuff but i have a short story that i have to share to kind of underscore how serious this this topic mm-hmm. is just men's health in general because at the end of the day you know we're we ought to be at least the head of our household um we ought to be the ones who are guiding our family and 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 just leading in general um and this story is is really sad actually it was um a guy i met him when i just started my journey uh in the solar industry Back in like 2016, um, he uh, a company called Solar City had came out, recruited a whole bunch of uh, uh, reps to get into the solar space. I was one of the first one. That guy came maybe like two weeks after. So obviously, when you're chartering unknown terrain, mm-hmm. the people are solar, right? You know, unknown, especially a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, the people that you bond with early becomes just you just have a natural affinity mm-hmm. and. 
we developed a, a relationship over a, a while. We would go work together. We'll be in the field together, working together. And you, you, the type of work that I do, it's like going in the trenches yeah. with your brother. So you develop some type of bond. And, and you know, you know, I was doing well at the job. He was doing okay. Over the years, you know, I went and actually started a whole company for another guy. I didn't own the company. That's actually what gave me the confidence that I could run my own company because I did it for somebody else. I just didn't right. get the financial gain. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he stayed with, uh, you know, some other colleagues for years and years over uh, the other company. And um, he got into some trouble. I would say mental trouble. He started uh, abusing alcohol, mm. started drinking very, very heavily. Uh, it would, his reps would notice that he would be drunk. Um, yeah, because it's sales, and it's mm -hmm. the, it's the type of sales is is high pressure. Mm -hmm. um, there's always a timeline, and it's fast money. So when you're stressed out and you can pop, you can come up with 15k in the next week. Right. <laughs> you <laughs> you, you got know, resources. You got. You, you, you get where I'm coming from. Yeah. yeah. No, you you have outlets. Yeah. yeah. You have yeah. vice. You have the financial means to, mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. the salespeople in a lot of times, they, they don't look for because the money can come so fast. They're like, mm -hmm. I'll just blow this because I can make it back, right? Yeah. So unfortunately, he got caught mm -hmm. in that type of idea about what mm -hmm. to do with his career. And, you know, kind of going forward, he um, got kind of just stressed out about life. He had developed a great relationship with, who was my manager at this time was his manager as well and he of course he stayed with him but i went to charter my own path so they even developed a more strong relationship and while he was going through the issue issues with drinking too much and he would be on the phone with my manager for ex-manager for like hours on end or because you know he kind of figured that he had some stuff going on so he didn't want to blow him off right but he's not a he's not a brain specialist or he's mm -hmm. not a psychiatrist or whatever right he was just being there as a friend mm -hmm. and he would say weird things he'd say i'm a kid not my kid oh wow he mm -hmm. would start saying that and my manager would talk him off the ledge each <clears throat> each time right he wouldn't even say things like i'm gonna hurt my family mm -hmm. and nobody is really thinking that you're gonna actually actually do that yeah but it's getting dark, guys. So let me just kind of preface because I don't like shock anybody too much. Uh, it just got from bad to worse. Uh, my manager didn't hear from him maybe like two weeks. Mm -hmm. And he used to call that guy every day. So the fact that he didn't hear from him for two weeks, my manager reached out to one of his reps because he's busy, right? Reached out to one of his reps and said, hey, go check on that individual. When he went knocking on his apartment door, he, the neighbor came out, and it's really sad, man. The neighbor came out, and he told him that the guy, my, my colleague, mm -hmm. the, the, he, he shot his wife mm -hmm. in the head. Mm -hmm. This is getting worse because he had a beautiful, like, four-year-old. He shot his daughter and he murdered his mother-in-law mm. and then turned a gun on himself. Mm. So, 
I'm not trying to get too dark or deep, guys, mm-hmm. but like when it comes on to men's health, yeah. like we have serious. To, yeah. It's serious. It's, yeah. it's vital. It's yeah. vital. Yeah. And and I recently this happened over a year ago. Mm. I literally just um found out about it. Maybe like yeah, a month ago. And it oh. shook me up Gosh. so much. Cause oh. I'm like and it messed up my old manager for like several months. Yeah. Is, mm. He keeps thinking, what could I have done? Yeah. What could I have said? Yeah. Could I have seen any red flags? Mm. You, you saw I'm coming Sound from. Sound like survivor's remorse. It's, yeah. it's so profound that something like that could happen. Ju- I'm not even saying just, just because, uh, you know, it's it's a health crisis. It's, yeah. It was in a mental uh, down spiral and, um, you know, so my thing is um, abusing substance abuse for men. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of men use that uh, as a coping mechanism. I I try to stay away from different stuff like that. But um, men who abuse, just start with alcohol, for example. Mm-hmm. How does that? I know you know it altered the brain or whatever. How does that just affect us on a just a cardiovascular system? And how does that? Uh, affect you overall. So they actually just did a study on that. So if you drink more than two drinks a day, it actually increases the risk of you having like a heart attack, stroke, the whole nine. And if you're a heavy drinker, it's actually one of the causes of heart failure as well. So a lot of people will just be like, oh, if you're a heavy drinker, it's messing up my liver, it might mess up my kidney, but it can actually cause heart failure too. Mm -hmm. We we Alcoholic cardiomyopathy is kind of what we call it. Mm -hmm. So being a heavy drinker can actually have cause cardiovascular issues as well. Correct. Yeah, and it's. I think it's. I don't know what you think as well. Since COVID, I feel like the doors have like the floodgates have opened up. It's like the amount of anxiety, depression, depression, substance abuse we're seeing, Mm -hmm. and it's crazy because as a cardiologist, I feel like I'm I'm diagnosing it because I'm like, you haven't seen nobody, Mm -hmm. and all of these symptoms you're telling me, this is not just your heart. Like something else is going on. But Mm -hmm. since COVID, the floodgates have opened up. Yeah. So you got to consider the fact that people were in lockdown for some mm-hmm. time. And then the biggest thing is a lot of people lost a lot of loved ones, right? Mm-hmm. We forget about that because mm-hmm. life has moved on, but a lot of people have passed on during that time. So when you're in isolation and being by yourself for too long, you start to overthink, mm-hmm. you know, you create anxiety because people are dying around you and things like that. So definitely, I think a lot of people turn to more substance abuse and things like that um, since COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now you're out, you want to have a good time, you're doing it more. Mm-hmm. You're outside, you know, that's the thing, right? So, you know, it's sad. So, uh, so Sean, on more of a, say somebody <clears throat> is trying to, excuse me, change their life, right? Mm-hmm. And they figure that, okay, I need to start working out. Mm-hmm. And I know when I used to run track and I couldn't even drink a soda. I'd pay for it the next day. So oh, that's, yeah, what, right. that's what kept me yeah. Yeah. Even that's, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. working. More now. <laughs> I was practicing for 400 meter hurdles. Mm-hmm. So you drink, you eat a piece of fried chicken, you're vomiting it up the next day. Right. Like legit, yeah. right? Yeah. And, you know, somebody may have that type of issue going on and you're trying to help them from a perspective of, hey, you, you need to work out. This is not benefiting you. How, mm-hmm. how would you talk to to somebody like to get through to them so for my clients uh, I always start with an effort first what is your goal what are you trying to improve what do you want better in your life as far as you your family what what more productivity productivity do you want to put out in the world mm-hmm. talk about that 
we come up with a plan based on where they're at physically. Mm -hmm. So when we first start training, I don't speak about nutrition because I want to get them in a place physically where they're mm -hmm. actually needing the nutrition. So once we start training in it and maybe they're not recovering, maybe they're sore, I tell them, okay, so what are you eating? We take that meal, whatever you're eating, let's just cut it in half, okay? So we're working out more. Now I'm going to increase the workload, intensity and frequency of it. We're going to increase it. So now we go into that second phase of building that lactic acid, and now they're not recovering. It's like, well, why I'm not recovering? Mm -hmm. Well, what are you eating? <laughs> <laughs> so let's That's try. So smart. Yeah, so let's yeah. try taking that out, but let's try putting this in for a week. Once they see they're not tired, they're recovering, now you gave them a reason to stick mm -hmm. with this new food because mm -hmm. now they see it's working. Mm -hmm. So when if you meet a person and you say, hey, Stop drinking cold drinks. Stop eating the red meat. They're going to say, why? I've been doing this all my life. Mm. You have to bring, bring them on the journey to say, wow, I really don't need it. Or it's not serving me. It's, it's, like, that, it's like that saying. People always say, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. drink. Well, if you listen to it, the fact that you're leading the horse, you're not riding the horse. So he's not getting thirsty. So why do he need to drink? Mm -hmm. If you ride that horse <laughs> in the desert, right. he gonna you bring you water. water. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you sometimes you have to put humans. You gotta put yeah. it in perspective to where they understand it's valuable. Mm -hmm. It's not just a quick fix, but this is valuable for my life. So that's the that's the kind of brain tricks I do uh, <laughs> with my clients with the that, nutrition. That's so smart because you said you add something you take away you're trying to take away something but you immediately add something yes. and everybody or anybody who knows anything about a habit you cannot mm -hmm. take away something yeah. and don't add something Correct. it's gonna you, yeah. you know you, it's gonna go right back uh to where it was so covid let's go back to that stressful time mm -hmm. um because that as i said the tragic story that i just get that happened 2022 last year mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. that's just kind of when people are kind of seeing a horizon, right? Yeah. Um, the COVID itself, what are some of the things that you know now that you didn't know then that may or may not have any type of impact on men's health in general? I think one of the biggest things is, well, men, but specifically, I feel like, black and brown people that look like us, mm -hmm. like our fear of taking the vaccine, like our numbers, yeah. uh, the amount of people that were willing to take it were yeah. so low. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because of course we already have a mistrust, like if Tuskegee. you back, yeah, Tuskegee, yeah. slavery, yeah. Henrietta Lacks, all that stuff, we already have that mistrust, right? Yeah. And there's all this misinformation on top of that as well. Yeah, for sure. And a lot of people were blaming the vaccine for everything, but mm -hmm. now the studies that are coming out now, if you look, you're actually more at risk to develop complications and issues from just having the COVID virus infection versus getting the vaccine. Mm -hmm. And so I wish we would have known that before because that would have allowed us to really mm -hmm. tell people why you should get it yeah. instead of just saying, hey, get this vaccine. It came out two weeks ago. It's right. going to save your life. It's kind of like how you were saying. We didn't give them that foundation yeah. education and just threw them out to the water. But there was, but it, it wasn't enough it time, wasn't time, right? We gotta allow time, right? Mm -hmm. And even now, it's still not enough time. It's still honestly. not enough time, honestly. And, and even now, there's still misinformation, right? Like someone just died recently, a football player, and they said, "Oh, he died because of the vaccine." Yep. 
And when I saw it, I'm like, are y'all kidding me? Bruh, I get cussed out every day on IG. Because <laughs> at first, I wouldn't say anything, but now I'm like, we got to stop. We, we got to stop this. What? How can that be the vaccine? Yeah. Are y'all serious? It's, it's a lot of misinformation. Because it's too much. Because people have these hot button conversations and be controversial. Media. And a lot of people are being misled mm -hmm. with this information. And it's us, though. Yeah. And they don't realize yeah. we're the, yeah. we're at higher risk yeah. to get COVID and die. Yeah. And so we're, that misinformation is hurting us yes. the most, and we're the most people who are, like, stirring it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just, it, I don't know. It's hard because I get it. Like, I didn't want to take the vaccine either when yeah, it first I was came. reluctant. <laughs> what? Yeah. I'm not Jay. I don't trust we're nobody. All, yeah. <laughs> I don't trust nobody. Yeah. 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 Even my mom was like, so you're going to do it? I'm like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> the only reason why I did it is my, uh, a real good friend of mine, she is an, a high, a high up there infectious disease doctor and she mm. broke it down to me. Gotcha. Oh. She, I said, hey, we got to get on IG live and you tell them exactly what you told me. Cause that's the only way I wouldn't want to take so it either. Think about this: you're a whole doctor. A whole doctor. Yeah. And you, but yeah. I'm Nigerian first. Yeah, so Nigerian first. <laughs> you're not right. trusting yeah. anything. But just, no. so just imagine the layman. One hundred percent. And right. that's why I try. You got to give people grace, grace like you said, because it hasn't sure. been enough time. And I don't want to ever feel like I'm dismissing someone's feelings. But yeah. I don't want you to make decisions based off of how you feel. We need to make decisions yeah. on the facts. Let's yeah. let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, that's why we, look. That's why we getting cussed out left and right. <laughs> definitely, definitely. You start yeah, telling I, them the facts; they don't like that at all. No. A lot of, but and a lot of people are resistant to just facts, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be the COVID. It just has to be something as simple as why you need to cut X or your diet. Mm -hmm. And they're like, "This is how I've always done it, and I'm gonna, you know, forever do it like that." Um, just the type of foods Man. that we consume, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. From uh, health, just in general. Um, but you know, we're we're kind of digging in more on men's health specifically. Mm -hmm. um, what are some of the things that we just? Because we all, everybody can say, you know, the standard American diet, yada yada yada, you know. But in reality. They know it's the cheeseburgers and the, and the pizza, <laughs> but then what are some of the real alternatives that can essentially help you, but you're not feeling that you're just moving from being a carnivore to a goat? Not a goat, though. <laughs> not a goat. You, you, you still trying to say not, that? Not a goat. Yeah, go I ahead. Would, I, would, I would say as far as <laughs> Look, it'd be like that, though. I would say as far as nutrition, we have to have serious conversations about the value of good nutrition and understand a lot of foods are there to comfort us. It's not there to actually give us nutrients. It's there to make us feel good. Mm. So even if you're having a bad day, if you eat your favorite food, that dopamine will be released because McDonald's French fries, Chick-fil-A right. French fries are just... I mean, perfect crunchiness. But you don't realize if we do that three and four times yeah, a week that's an in two or three years, it's going to change how we think. Mm -hmm. It's going to change our decision making. It's going to change how we lead our family. Mm -hmm. It's going to change how the effort we put up to say, do I want to go shop at a box store to get my produce or am I going to a farmer's market where I can walk in the fresh air with my kids it's it's a different experience yeah so we're not having and we don't have the balance of showing that with black and brown people we do go to these farmers market but who's actually making content 
about how awesome the farmers market is. That's true. Like the next episode it. needs to be over. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, we we don't we don't make content about a more healthier side of life. We make content about how I look now. Oh, look. And we have to make more content specifically for the information, not beating people down, but giving them information to say, hey, you know, the the pop, the soda is good, yeah. but understand what it's doing to you long term. But people don't like so I had a patient, I'm like, your diabetes is getting worse, your cholesterol went up, your blood and I'm like, same thing, what are you eating? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I'm making healthier choices. Now I'm like, okay, let's talk about those. Yeah. It's like, oh, instead of soda, I'm doing diet soda. <laughs> or instead of like, you know, Taco Bell, McDonald's, I'm doing Chick-fil-A now. And it's like, those are better choices, but that's right. still not really where it's at. Yeah. And again, being Nigerian, I see a lot of Nigerian patients and they're like, oh, I eat our, you know, I eat our food and I, I make it so it's healthy. And I'm like, our food is nothing but carbs, <laughs> rice, you know, pounded yam. It's like, yeah. for your diabetes, it's I'm not going to... Yeah, so <laughs> you really have to break it down. And I and I, I think I was, we've talked about mm -hmm. this. I really feel like everybody should go to a nutritionist at least once in their life. Yeah. Because mm. we yeah. just don't know what we should be eating. And Specifically, we, each person. Yeah, and, and not, physicians, because we're yeah. not doing a good job yes. at educating. And we don't really no. have the time in that time period either to really have a full To really understand. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, um, I will say another thing that plays a part, though, is socioeconomic status, though, mm -hmm. right? So a lot of the patients who are coming in with heart disease and things like that, I mean, if you really look at, you know, their socioeconomic status is pretty low. Mm -hmm. So having access to these farmers markets and things like that, it's probably not within their reach. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's educating them on better options to pick from for what they have, mm -hmm. but if they don't have the money, these are the things that they think about, right? So, right. which is why it's like an endless cycle, mm -hmm. which is why medicine will always be there, right? which is why we're gonna always treat these diseases mm -hmm. because they're gonna always be sick, unfortunately, right. because what do they really have access to? It's right. limited. Um, so that's, that's something that's perspective to also so keep in even mind. even listening to you, it, it brings me to a, a creative thought. Uh, I think about when school starts. We have back to school drives to get school supply. When mm -hmm. do we have? When do we have back to school drives of nutrition? Yeah. When do we? Mm -hmm. When do we ever bring all the parents together to say, "Hey, right now, this is what's in your in, in these fruit snacks and all these snacks that the mm -hmm. kids are eating. Mm -hmm. This is an alternative." Okay, this time we're going to set you up. We're going to give you kits that you can, like you said, as far as the economics, mm -hmm. where can you go and get these? Where can you get these foods? What programs can we create mm -hmm. to get our community? Like, like, we have to create our own ecosystem. Yeah. We, ha we, we, One, have we have to be the working organisms to create an ecosystem, a healthy ecosystem. Correct. But everybody has to participate. Everybody, you we can't be a leech in the ecosystem. You no, got a job. Yeah, everybody. So everybody yeah. has to participate and understand the value of it long term. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Some people, as as people age, though, you know, they get stuck yeah. in a certain way of of doing things, and uh, and especially the older you are, the more history you understand, right? Um, and then. Black men or, or, or men in general, they're like, it's they're getting to the age where they got to start doing certain type of exams. And they're like, nobody's they doing it. <laughs> nobody's uh, I ain't getting no prostate <laughs> exam. Right. Right. Look, I'm about, to, I'm about to be 40 and I'm thinking about that too. Like, man, yeah. I don't want to Wait, what's it. the age on that? Hold up. 43 Thursday. Wait a minute. We've talked about that. Wait a minute. Please, don't, don't, you're not going to be friends with me and do this. You're not going to be friends with me and do this. Please get y'all colonoscopies. Please. Tell them, please. Tell them. Please. Oh, my God. 
how does how does aging for the most part affect the heart and why is it why now you have to take on a more serious role with just your your overall health as you age i mean i tell everybody all the time right we're all we're all gonna die right mm -hmm. and we're all gonna die of our heart stopping right oh, and so wow. it's kind of up to us like how long that's go well us and and god and, look because sometimes <laughs> look yeah so you got no control look, you can do everything right and so yeah. i think one of the things i think is a big I guess point of contention is people think you wake up at like 60 with heart disease all of a sudden, but it's like what no. we're doing now, Gradual. 20s, 30s, 40s, that's what's going to These are the things. <clears throat> like I was, I was talking to this young guy. He's like 50. He's a club promoter and um, fit. I mean, he, he looked like this dude. Like he works out <laughs> all the time. He eats clean. And I'm like, why Why do you have heart disease at like, like I think he's 48, mm -hmm. super early for it, especially for somebody that's as healthy and his numbers. Then I started realizing he's a club promoter and he's been smoking hookah and all that stuff mm -hmm. in the clubs this whole time. And so I, I, and I never put two and two together. I'm like, you know what? He's been doing that since his 20s. That's a, a perfect example of what you're doing now that's going to set you up for cardiovascular yeah. disease in the future. So he was doing everything right except what was being ingested in his body probably. And then that secondhand smoke, because if you're a club, pl club promoter, you don't have to smoke, mm -hmm. smoke a single hookah. And that hookah they smoking. Yeah. They need to do a, a straight up study on just the, that. Yeah, there's studies on the hookah. They need to stop the hookah. Really? They got to stop the hookah. It's not good. Yeah. No, I'm even more. You know, let me keep this a podcast. Let me keep it clean. I'm even, <laughs> write it down. Write it down. I'm even, go ahead, go ahead, I mean, go. I'm even more inclined to say I'd rather you smoke the other thing than to Wait, be smoking why? hookah. What's the other thing, sir? What's Michael Jackson's initial? Here we go. That's what I, what's Michael Jackson's initial? Honestly, when patients are like, "Oh, I don't do that, but I do that," I'm like, "You know what? Yeah. Honestly, if we had to, if we had hey. to pick, if I have to pick." Yeah, we have one thing that's like directly linked to X, Y, and Z, mm -hmm. and then you have one thing that yeah, we got some studies, but it ain't really linked to much. Mm -hmm. Obviously, yeah, it can cause some other things, but yeah. But don't you think I, when people are like, "What's the number one thing you?" I'm like, "Smoking." Yeah. It's that smoking. Really? What? what? It's tied smoking. to everything. It's tied to everything. My, I think that hard grandma mom. actually. Really? Yeah, mm -hmm. it, but the thing is, like in her twenties, she stopped, and she. Totally turn her life around, okay. Christian, the whole nine, and and it got her at like fifty nine. Well, mm -hmm. she stopped smoking in her twenties, though. Yeah, and for some reason, I, I, that's from my understanding. I don't know. They, they, she got lung cancer. Oh that's wow! What took her oh out. wow! Both yeah. both of my parents smoked. I know my mom smoked for double digit years. She had her first bout with cancer in probably. 1995 and she had cancer four times my mom lost both of her breasts uh one of her lungs and the last time it just took over her bad mm -hmm. body my dad had a five inch mass on his lungs both of them smoked mm -hmm. but both of them stopped i think my dad may have went almost 30 to 40 years mm -hmm. i think my mom went maybe 20 to 25 years smoking but both of them had lung issues later on and i Watching that, I never picked a cigarette mm. up. Mm. Never. I, I can say mm. as a as a son looking at my mother, yeah. my mother actually got prettier when she stopped smoking. Oh yeah. Oh, one thousand like, percent. Oh, yeah. oh, they look completely it different. You. It ages yeah. you. She got younger. Yeah. My mother yeah. got younger really? when she put, yeah, she got well, younger. Yeah. For me personally, it's and I'm not here to judge anybody, it's just me. For me, it's unattractive to me when a female smoke. 
Because I think it changes the, the color of the lip. Oh yeah. It's not only the females. The guys, yeah. <laughs> the guys is looking at us. Tell them, sis. Get him. Get him. Get him. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, please. So it's just lips in general. But the thing is, I ain't going around looking at Lips, fingers. I would have never noticed. Lips, fingers. I would have never noticed. Not even that, the financial aspect of it. Smoking is expensive. They a pack when they send it two packs a day. I'm like, but when I go in there, I'm seeing Man. the price. Yeah. So you're spending this? That's ex that's expensive. And people don't. I I had one. I sat there and calculated for her because she was like, "Well, that medication you were giving me, oh, I didn't like the cost." And it wasn't that expensive, but I was just like, go. "Let's just let's just do some financials." Right. What? Because hmm? sometimes you have to break it down for people yeah. to understand. But so they can see it. Yeah. Right. Wow. And again, it's not being dismissive. We're not trying to no. be like rude, but you have to get them to understand. It's like expensive that habits. Five dollar medication that you don't want to really pay for. If we smoked a little bit less, you could probably afford that right. a lot easier. Oh, right. go ahead. Oh, so, so like legit, that that ties into what I call it your metabolic health, right? Like you have to have certain things in in order. It just in in our culture, as you know, as, as black men and just men in general, that that diabetes. Mm -hmm. is a thing man right now i have people who i know um who just it just takes them out mm -hmm. like wh why is it so prevalent in the black community this diabetes i think a lot of it goes back to our nutrition honestly mm -hmm. um and it's hard because i know super healthy people and they still are like close to being diabetic so some of it i think there's family history yes family yes, history there's a genetic component for sure. a lot of it is your lifestyle for sure mm -hmm. yeah and you maintaining it and controlling it is it's going to be based off of how well how much you're working out what you're putting in your mm -hmm. body how much you're going to the doctor and working together so it's it, it it's it's a disease that can wreak havoc, but it can be controlled. And especially if you catch it early, like going to the doctor, getting your annual physical. If we catch it early enough, we can make those lifestyle changes so that's not a problem later on down the road. And that, that cholesterol, sure. like the bad cholesterol or whatever, mm -hmm. that can eventually lead to... Oh, yeah. Is the cholesterol a family genetic thing? Or can it, you be it could be. and mm -hmm. still have high cholesterol? Mm -hmm. No, it could be. There's, there can definitely be a genetic component to um, high cholesterol as well. And all these things, diabetes, high cholesterol, predispose you to cardiovascular disease. So... It's a very important. You saw that? Tear up a little bit. That was, that's how you do it right there. <laughs> Somebody's been studying. <laughs> hey. All of, all of that stuff kind of uh, ties back that you can't have it just doing everything and then. But so what's the meaning of a lifestyle disease though because sometimes you hear people say it's a lifestyle it's like the heart uh, i mean the diabetes and stuff like that if it's a lifestyle disease your your <clears throat> genetics still have some yeah how how, how do you I, i'll say for myself uh my mother started the cancer her cancer fight early mm. and i was young i was in ninth grade mm. and once i saw i was always active but once i saw what the chemotherapy did her. It's not the cancer, it's mm. the treatment. Once I saw it strip my mother of everything feminine, her, oh, her everything, her hair, her breasts, everything that made her a woman, it took it away from her. Wow. And I just decided early on in life, I'm like, 
I'm going to break this cycle in my family. And I'm going to do the right things nutritionally. And I'm going to get on my family nerves about what we're eating. Mm. And I remember, fast forward to my father, and that's how I became plant-based. Mm. I remember when my mm. father uh, had, his, <laughs> his, <laughs> he had, his, he had his bout with cancer. Yeah. I was actually the... Uh, oh, wait, you're a vegetarian? Yes. You don't eat no meat? I haven't I haven't so touched on, on I haven't that, touched meat that's since the first question since I asked him. October I said, so how are we doing 2017. I will say I'm looking too. I will say just like just like she said right here. No, literally, right? That's the first question. I said there's no way. Get out of here. Yeah, like real muscle, yeah. I would I would say it's probably genetics, but your body will adjust. Yeah. Your body will adapt. The body is the greatest machine that's never been really, really stuttered, studied for adapting. So when my father was going through his cancer, I was the primary caretaker mm. uh, with the hospice. Mm. So I remember my father used to love bacon. Uh, so I would, we, I would go get our breakfast, bacon, eggs, and grits. Mm. So we'd be eating up. We'd sitting there eating our breakfast. And, and sudden comfort Yes. Food. Yes. So one morning it got to the point where he couldn't swallow the bacon. Mm. So he just wanted the grits and the eggs. So I still got my bacon. So I was he was on the couch and I was at the kitchen table and he was he said, uh, man, that bacon sure smell good. <laughs> so at that moment, I actually felt like a shitty son because mm. I'm like, wow, I'm like taunting my father because I know he can't have this. Mm -hmm. So I went outside. I actually finished my breakfast on the porch because I really felt bad. Mm. And I threw the bacon. Oh, I. Threw the bacon over the uh, over the fence. I'm not eating. I said I'm not eating meat anymore until my father um, until my father passes. I say if uh. my father can't enjoy the basic taste of meat, meat, mm -hmm. yeah. I'm gonna give it up too. I can't. Uh, I know I'm not gonna go with him. I can't experience the pain. Yeah. So I'm gonna give something up also. I'm gonna get in this fight with him somewhere. Mm -hmm. And once he passed, it's like I never ate it. I don't crave it. I, it, it. I don't have the appetite for it. I can see it, I can fix it, and I don't. It's it's not food to me. Yeah. It's not. It's an animal. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's not food to me anymore. Plus, I realize what my diet now. I understand how better I feel. Yeah. Mm. I understand my recovery. I understand when people tell me and they say you look you look like you're aging backwards. That's because my nutrition has changed. No, it's true. Look, I, I was I was vegan for like a week. <laughs> I mean, I felt good, but I was like. It hasn't been my testimony to make that like prolonged. Yeah. And and what you what you have to do is, uh, you have to find your why. You have to really understand. You eat meat because it's a pleasure thing. You feel like it goes with everything on the plate, but when you actually extract the meat out of your diet, you don't really understand how good vegetables taste. Because you can't taste it because of the meat. That's why, think about meat mm -hmm. and vegetables. If we're cooking, why do we use seasoning mm. to make it taste what? More better. That, better. So we think. But when, when do we eat food and we enjoy the natural taste of what the food has to offer? That's true. The natural taste. We're, we're always supplementing based on how we feel yeah. and what, how this is going to make me feel as it hits my mouth, those pleasure senses. Yeah. But when you understand your nutrition is based on your performance in life, you say, okay, wait a minute. I got to change this. 
Because my performance or my decision making, like you're saying, mental health, that mental health, your diet, that's that's one of the that's one of the key locks yeah, that a lot of people right don't have the sure. key for yeah. to unlock. Your mental health is tied to your nutrition. Mm. It's tied to your, new, your nutrition. So that's eating to live, not living to eat. One hundred percent. I mean, can mm. I do both though? Like, <laughs> I just want to. I just want to eat so, and not so, gain weight. So, yo, if you want to like that, yeah. So, so for me, I, I have my guilty pleasures uh, on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Me, uh, me and the twins, we go to the park on Sundays. But I'm going to get a half dozen of donuts, and we're going to eat a half a dozen of donuts, I, and I get to share them with my kids. Yeah. But we might do that once a month. And I'm going to cherish that that Sunday. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But still, I, and I, I've not heard any examples of what keep that dense muscle though. Instead of the protein, the steak. He's like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you bring it back. You still ain't but you told know, us the secret. But you know what though? And I think you said this too. My, my friend Cassius was like, I was like, how are you? How are you this buff and you an athlete? And he was like, think about dinosaurs and these yes. big animals. They ain't eating meat. They're eating yeah, plants. And, that's true. and you, you have to realize this. Every person that say they think that think they're getting protein from meat, you got to realize how much protein can your body break down outside of the meat and the seasoning and the root with this meat. Mm. You're not even getting the amount of protein that the package has. And the fat. That's and the awesome. fat. You, 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 your body has to break all of this stuff down. So by the time your body is breaking all of this food and these chemicals down, it probably don't even. It's not even using a protein mm. because you have so much other things. Now, if you clean your diet up and you say, "Okay, now I'm gonna start eating more beans, like uh, lentils, mm-hmm. pure protein. It's pure protein, but it's mm-hmm. not processed like the meat. Gotcha. It's coming straight from the bean to you. Take asparagus. Everybody knows asparagus is is a very very powerful vegetable because it will change the scent of some people urine Mm -hmm. now you think about eating a piece of beef think about that cow how stressed it was its whole life Mm. so where you think that stress going when you ingest that piece of meat in your body where do you think all that where do you think that anxiety so listen converting Think about the anxiety of this animal being in captivity its yeah. whole life. Oh, I don't want to think about that when I'm eating. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. So, so, so think Jesus. about that pig. When did, when, when did you... Cut, 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 cut. No, but you know, but you know what, one thing I will say is, yes, um, I mean, I am not... Um, plant-based by any means uh haven't gotten to that level in life but you know now with the whole um they're making fake meat i know know, those kind of things so so definitely is a reason to like try to like come back so so if so if if they're making well if they're selling us fake meat now what else just imagine how long it's been it's it's been test they've been testing us with it just how long it's been in rotation? Because you have fast food. Been around. You have fast food places now saying, "Oh, now we have a hundred percent beef." Well, what were you using twenty years ago? <laughs> now. What, what you mean now? <laughs> well, Whataburger is tried and true. It's a hundred percent beef. Which I'm at right now. I used to work there. I saw the blood coming out the meat. 
Man, but but seriously though, I really wanted to just touch back on the COVID because uh, Le- uh, LeBron James' son, mm-hmm. right, had gotten uh, some type Cardiac of cardiac arrest. Mm-hmm. cardiac arrest, and they immediately, I think some people were pointing out, oh, it was because he had gotten the the vaccine. What was the full? Oh, really? I think I that, didn't. I didn't follow the story. Excuse me. Yeah, like a couple weeks ago. What was the? He was actual... at practice, um, and apparently yeah. he just dropped. When it's cardiac arrest, they revived him, and then they rushed him to the hospital. But they still haven't said like his diagnosis or what happened. But he's like 100% better, apparently. But they said that he got the vaccine. That's what people are blaming this on. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, but they have not. The family has not given any. Re- they, and they likely, they likely they won't. probably will not. Because um, yeah. there was a little bit of controversy with them in the in the vaccine to begin with. But then also they just want to maintain their privacy. True. Which the is issue with that is there was a small subset where they were seeing an increased risk of like myocarditis and yeah, inflammation from, of the heart from the sure, vaccine. From the vaccine, and it was oh, seen really? in younger male athletes. So that was mm-hmm. actually a thing that came out. Um, but almost like right after you got the vaccine, but now. Not like two or three Not years later. Not two or three years yeah. later, though. I had an I had an experience where, after I actually had COVID and I took the vaccine, I remember going on a bike ride afterwards, and my lungs and my heart said, "Stop, no, we we are not in shape for this." So, I experienced that I had to reset my body after COVID, after being sick. Mm. It got me totally out of shape. Totally. Oh, we're talking about COVID, not the vaccine, yeah, right? COVID. Oh, yeah, yeah COVID. I was was COVID totally told me out. Of you shape. see how you you see how you actually different, and I'm glad yeah, I had you, the same you, you differentiated yeah. it. Yeah. But a lot of people yeah, would not be the like, vaccine. I feel bad after the vaccine. Yeah, not the yeah. Vaccine. probably COVID. Not the vaccine. Yeah, COVID. COVID, COVID it took, it took me, me out totally. I was totally out of shape. Mm. Once I got in this bike ride, I'm like, why do I feel like this? And I felt like I had new lungs. I'm like, hold on. I had- yeah, remember you were like, what can I work out? I was like, sir, if you don't recover and drink some water, <laughs> yeah. what are you doing with your life? Like, that sounds like the later strain. I had the original strain. Oh, you had the OG? I had the OG, yeah. and I remember I didn't think it was COVID. <laughs> you know, Lord forgive me. I took myself to the gym. No, you. I did because I didn't think it was Everybody COVID. At that time, there was no. T- Everybody. We're going to work. We're going to cardio this out. Don't do that. So Don't do that. I went there and I like, I enjoy running. Yeah. And so I went to start running. I, not even five minutes, I couldn't breathe. Yeah. I said, oh, no, this That's is what COVID. It felt like. Gosh. I immediately took myself home. I quarantined. I sent Sam to his house, my nephew. I'm like, okay, I just need to be by myself because something's going on here. And I was legit sick, and it took me forever. Fast forward, because, again, I, I wasn't 100% sure it was COVID because mm-hmm. at that time there was no testing. So I got tested for the antibodies, which were positive, And then they did a CT chest of my lungs, and I had scarring. Wow. Well, mm-hmm. this is like, I had the you real deal. the OG OG mm-hmm. of COVID. Jeez. So, you know, COVID is not a joke. Yeah, it was serious. So imagine you're healthy and you're taking care of yourself. Then look at the people who died. You know, so it's like yeah. they were sick, comorbidities. Yeah, uh, but that that diet thing is is essential. But that that just leads us to the next obvious thing. I would imagine, to me at least, is your exercise, mm-hmm. right? Uh, from a you know, just a heart healthy, man health, men's health perspective. What's the case to men who, you know, who just want to be, call them coach potatoes <laughs> and think that's a good existence? Sedentary lifestyles. Yeah. 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 What, what do we need to tell them to wake them up? 
you gonna die. Get to, <laughs> I mean, sometimes uh, sometimes get the batteries like, out the remote. <laughs> no, sometimes you, you gotta take the batteries out the remote. You said that so simple, but it actually yeah. Take I, the batteries um, out the remote. The uh, I uh, atomic habit. I read that book. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta fix your, you gotta fix your, yeah, but it's the truth. It's fixing your environment. Environment, you gotta fix your environment. But you know, externally from like the, you know, the preventative side, or yeah, obviously the preventative side is just evil before. But what are some of the stuff that we need to know that hey, this can really mess us up, messes us up internally. I think the, I think the one of the first things we need to speak about is why we are couch potatoes, why we're not fellowshipping with other men, mm. why we're not out running, walking, why don't, why we're not outside with other men. Mental health. Correct. So when you're building this ecosystem and it's, a, it's all of these men mm. and we're out walking and we're, Man. and that creates friendly competition. Man. You get what I'm saying? You so hit the nail yeah. on the head, so bro. We're, if, if we're not spending enough time cultivating with each other and planning, what do you have planned for your family? What do you have planned? And the young men, this is, we are being an example of how, this is yeah, how you take care it. of a family. That's, that's, Man, that's let's it. talk you about it. You take care of a family. You got to look at your life like this is an example of not what to do, but this is an example of just something that you can just, it could be. Yeah, Bro, literally, we caught my son doing push-ups. The yeah, other day. <laughs> oh, that's so really? yeah. That's what's yeah. up. Yeah, and my wife is daddy like, doing it exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, just at, no one told yeah. him to do it. I didn't say do it. He just did it on yeah. himself. And I'm like, just yeah. showing yeah. the example that's is a enough. Good. Yeah. But then also too though, like no matter what, everyone across the board, you should be getting like 75 minutes of like vigorous exercise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, a couple times we or 150 of moderate. Yeah. So that's the baseline for everybody. Now, how you do it, how you spit it up is up to you. Mm -hmm. right. I think people always, if you say exercise, they think, oh, I got to be in a gym or I got to be doing boot camp. I got to be doing crap. But you can find something that gets your heart rate up and do that consistently. And that can count as your workout. What, you what's go walking. The, man. Yeah. What's the heart rate that you need to be at to consider it to be vigorous exercise? I mean, so there's, it's not, there's multiple layers to it, right? Because there's like. A certain heart and I, 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 heart rate zones, but it's almost like there's mm -hmm. a zone for it to be like cardiac. There's a zone for it to just be like fat burning. Honestly, get your heart rate up, and you should not be able to breathe fully. I mean, like if you're making, a, if you're doing a brisk walk, that is yeah. enough. So, mm -hmm. so, so it's 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 like this. Mm -hmm. You can, for the simplest people, you can look at it like if you're going for a walk or a run. The best way to start out running if you're a couch potato. Run at a conversational pace. Can you have a conversation? That's how fast you should be running. You only run as fast as you are comfortable. You want to make sure you're comfortable. Now, as long as you're comfortable, you're going to increase the duration. So you may walk 15 minutes for a week. The next week, that 15 minutes is not going to, it's not going to do anything. So you're going to walk for 30 and you're going to consistently yeah. increase. That's my, that's my you're going to increase not because you're getting in shape, because you're consistently working. Yeah. It's the consistency. Mm -hmm. So most people will say, well, I went, it's, it's so weird when I hear people say, yeah, I went to the gym. I did back and buys last week. I'm like, 
Last week. <laughs> Today Thursday. What you did this week? Today Thursday. Oh, what do you mean? Shay, that's Shay. Last week. Hey, ba- baby steps. It's already over. And do you also get though people be like, well, I walk her a lot for like, like while I'm at work, or I walk yeah. a lot, and yeah. I'm like, that don't. I, that don't whenever that don't they, count. I'm like, really? that actually it don't. Yeah, no, it don't count. It that helps with your steps and like your yeah. overall, but that's not you exercise. Your heart rate needs to stay yeah. elevated consistently, consistently for like 20, 30 minutes. And then they're using that watch, like, oh. See, at work, I did 10,000 steps. I'm like, you were sitting down, right. you ate lunch. But, I mean, but it's not the same. And the thing about counting your steps, oh, the thing about counting your steps, you have to realize every time that watch shakes, shakes. it's a step. Yeah. yeah. So don't, don't oh, be confused that. about counting your steps. Actually, every, I actually don't even like I don't. That's why yeah, I don't even have that. I don't even look at it. I don't even look at it's that. a new study out, though, now. Apparently, you don't need 10,000. It's actually a lot lesser than that. Which I don't know if we should be telling people that. Well, if you go into the track and you put it on, then yeah. you can do it like that. Then we'll count you. Then we'll yeah. count you. Yeah, it, it has it has to be a specific, uh, intentional exercise. Exercise yeah. is intentional. Mm-hmm. It's and very also intentional. make it fun. and it's personal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Make, it, make it fun. Yeah, make it fun. Yeah, make it easy. Yeah, like I bitch, they be like, oh, it's too hot outside, ma'am. Go to the mall. Go to the Galleria. Go to H E B and walk around. Like you have to find something that you can do mm. consistently and stay with. I use um, VRs. I be, I be. Oh wow, that's dope. Yeah, really? Box freaks me a little bit though. No, just make sure the environment is is space and <laughs> right. space. I, don't I drip that. sweat. Like yeah, just ain't gonna run up on you. Yeah, oh boxing. Gosh. Yeah, like I, you know, you know, I used to run track. You know, I'm nowhere near the fitness that I was back then. Um, He's so good, y'all. He just <laughs> he, he just for compliments. We literally just ran the other day together, <laughs> <Sir>. and he, <laughs> <sir>. <laughs> He's fishing for compliments. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. No, but yeah, uh, yeah. Where yeah. you coming from? Running like. You know, yeah, 51 sure. seconds over hurdles are on the track. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, so so I athletic. can so I can say for George, uh, George was a distant runner mm. in college, correct? Mm-hmm. So I, doing the initial consultation, I told him, I said, now listen, this this machine is used to running. Yeah. So we're gonna have to get your engine up because mm. if this is what it's used to, if we just let it idle, we're not gonna get no results. Yeah, dang. Not so a wait in sight. Yeah, yeah like, we nah. gotta we gotta push it we gotta Mm. we gotta redline you at times because you have a history of redlining you have a history of consistency a consistent redlining so we got to kind of mimic that so your body can say Okay, so we're now we want to get wake up some old you neurons. Gotta wake it up, yes. Turned off many yes. years ago. Yes, we gotta wake <laughs> it up. Can't say many like that. <laughs> I mean, I know I got gray hair now. He can't say many though. Yeah, that was disrespectful. Many is Speaking about neurons, though, I was listening to a, um, a podcast actually, and they were talking about health stuff, and they they say like. If you don't use that type of yeah. that muscle, it's really stuff that's not yeah. that muscle memory. It's tied back into yeah. your your nervous system, or your brains, or whatnot. Yeah. You know. To be to be honest, I take one week off a year of training. Mm-hmm. I take the last week off of the year, and that last week, I sometimes feel so depressed oh because my, my lifestyle is changed. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm it, it's so depressing. I eat whatever I want. But at the end of that week, I always say, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> you going to go back there and do it again. Get the donuts and then you yeah. back. <laughs> I'm never doing that again. Yeah, but but <laughs> you just, you just kind of throw that out there, bro. Like, just so much days in a year. And this dude <laughs> that's very, that's discipline. seven, and he's mad at himself. Sir, don't go to Memorial Park with Yeah, him. don't even. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
I contemplated life after that. I was like, really? He had your hidden heels and stuff. No, just people. You could the the way people respond to him because he's such in good shape. I'm like, yeah, my shirt is staying on. You, you, you question your life. You, you question your whole life. So I, so I will say this. And oh I, I will say this. He's not lying. Oh, he said he ain't lying. I'm sorry. You check that part. He's not lying. But Thank I will, y'all know. Yeah. But I, I will say this. A lot of that I do feel good because that does help my self esteem. Mm-hmm. But it's a part of my service as a black man to show my race what could be. Mm. This is what the example of what we could be doing. So what not you're what saying you is doing. that. You're doing the Lord's work. Okay. Let's go. Thotting for the Lord? Is that what we're doing? Are you thotting for the Lord? Yes. Not thotting. Yes. I I have to, you have to, you have to be an example of what God has blessed you with. It does start, because people be like, what do you do? Or like, how often do you run? Like, they'll come up and ask him. I'm just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Somebody ask me that. I start asking you too. It relates to your profession. That's what you do. And if somebody wants to come to you for that type of work, they're going to almost immediately look at your results. And it's going to, it's aspirational, right? Yeah. So that alone in itself is like a mini motivation. For sure. Um, But we got two doctors here. What do you guys' perspective on your patience, just looking at you like, man, this guy's about to take care of my heart and he's you know, uh, 600 pounds overweight. What's your perspective uh, on that? I actually had a, so during residency. Well, let me start talking. I, I know, I was like, look, I, was, I looked into your family. You want to go first? Cause you got, you got a juicy story. But I had, I had an attending that was like a good 200 and uh, he was telling this, this patient, he was like, you know, you had a heart attack cause you're fat. And she turned around, and this is a it's an older black woman. You know, you they gonna tell you what the truth is. She turned like she oh, caught back. That boy. She was like, "You need to lose weight too, cause you fat too." And I was like, "Yo, One so, point for her. man," because I was like, when I saw that, I was like, "I I can't I can't be telling people every day to exercise and eat healthy, and I'm not doing the same thing." One thousand percent. Yeah. So I really that's that's my probably besides like you know I want to be here for my wife and kids and be healthy, but like that also for my job. Yeah. I was like, I have to be an example. Like I'm gonna tell you that you can't. You need to lose weight, and I'm sitting here, and my guts. Cut. I mean, which it happens sometimes. But, no, it's all good. But you know yeah, what I'm saying? We're all human, you know. Exactly. But that's. But that's. But you know what? That's back to. That's actually back to the point of representation matters. Uh, I remember when I was a kid. You know, I thought I was like so huge. You know, now when I look back at the pictures, I wasn't. But I went to the doctor, and this um, this doctor was pleasantly overweight. Right. Yeah. And she told me that I was overweight. So I remember being in there and I'm crying. My mom's like, why are you crying? <laughs> why are you sound like all of our moms? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard the accent. It was the cadence. <laughs> why are you crying? Can't you see that she's fat too? Don't. <laughs> she's like, don't take it to heart. Why right? like a Nollywood movie though? Like, <laughs> That's exactly what it was. But then like more recently when I was in medical school, I remember there was this uh, doctor I was working with you talking about 200 pounds, that's relative on how it looks on certain yeah, people, right? Yeah. This lady, she had to be like maybe 350. Mm. She was spilling out of her clothes. And you're coming in here and patients are seeing you and you're trying to tell them about their health, mm-hmm. but your health is not in check. So you're a hypocrite. That's what you mm-hmm. look like when you're talking to patients. So it's important that we represent what we're telling the patients. Definitely. Again, it's not easy because we are humans too. There's doctors that do drugs. You tell your patient, oh, don't smoke cigarettes. But they outside, they smoking cigarettes mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's the same thing. It's just trying to be better as human beings. Um, and um, because, again, representation matters. So to you, 
if you're doing personal training, surely you cannot be out here spilling out all over the place. Right. <laughs> like, correct. You got to be together. And you'll be surprised the There's personal some trainers. Them, and I'm yeah, like, and that's the one. first thing I'm like, I look wow, at. Wow. Oh, no. But the one I get before I went to you, I had one like yeah, that. Yeah, that's the happened? first. That's the first <laughs> thing I look at. You can't tell me about exercising if I'm seeing things that don't make sense. Right. So I always look at the person's physique. I'm like, oh, okay. So what are yeah. you doing? <laughs> and, 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 the, and the one thing, and the one thing about sometimes your physique it shows your level of discipline mm. yeah, and it shows it, it, it shows your your level of self-love yeah you yeah you, for sure it shows your level of discipline and in business that's the first thing when you see a person you, okay I, that person don't have a lot of discipline mm. that you, you are your you are your first call and call your appearance but it's also important to say though because people think like that we equate someone being bigger with unhealthy it's still some skinnier yes. yeah 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 who are so, not yeah. doing right some either very people. unhealthy and as there's well. some big and there's people who are overweight that who are eating healthy and there's other yeah. things that can influence that which is your health right yeah as far as like some people have picos People have different sorts of things that can predispose thyroid issues that can predispose yeah. them to gaining weight. Mm -hmm. So it's not all about eating unhealthy and not exercising, things like that. But to your point, definitely somebody who looks more fit and things like that, they do present as someone who has discipline. Yeah. Um, but so just trying. Just, yeah. I just, think try just try as long yourself. as you're trying, that yeah. should always be and we, yeah. and, and we need we need to make sure we understand that there's no typical body type. There's no, no typical there's body not. shape. Mm. There's no typical weight. All the no. you have to realize, you have to look at your family genetics and where you're coming from based on your body size. And you have to say, okay, if I'm, let's say, if I'm a, if I'm a guy, I'm five ten and I'm two hundred and thirty pounds. Okay, what's my natural fight weight? Yeah. Do I need to be maybe 170, 190? Because the 200 may be because I'm not doing that maintenance. Mm. And it's because of the non-maintenance, you have the extra weight. But not even that, though. I think at one point we were when we were training, I asked you how much you weighed. And we weighed, like, within three pounds of each yeah. other. Mm. And, yeah. yeah, I got depressed. But <laughs> and um, but I'm like, yeah, so that's that's a perfect example, like you said. It looks, yeah. different, on, on it looks different, different on different people. On different yeah. people. And, and I will say, well, weight. I will say my my body, man. I, God bless me. I will I will say this even like this week. To his <laughs> Lord. Edit this out. I will I will say. So I will say a lot of work. times I do I do my own I do my own uh, case studies on myself. So last week I kind of put extra salt and I ate extra carbs. So I kind of got up to 200 pounds so sunday night when i went to sleep i was 200 pounds when i weighed myself yesterday morning i was back to 185 but what i did was you're 185 right now mm -hmm. What I did was I cut. <laughs> we all, we so, all like. I'm two, wait, let me see, let me see your arm. I'm two o three. I'm two o three. I'm leaving. This was nice. Yeah, this is very productive. <laughs> but I'll tell you what that weight gain was. It was it was water weight from salt. Mm. It's salt. So we have to realize a lot of times the stuff that we ingest in. <laughs> <laughs> it will it will help us retain fluid and a lot of the weight may not be fat it may that we, we're retaining water because yeah. we're not hydrated mm. a lot of times when your stomach growls not every time but a lot of times that growl that feel it's a universal alarm for you needing something mm -hmm. it may not be food it may be needing minerals mm -hmm. you may be needing water you may be needing something else but that universal 
uh, empty stomach feel, that's something that tells you, okay, now you have to figure out what I need because you got to know what you haven't put in me. So yeah. you got to really understand when you, when you say, oh, I'm hungry. Hungry for what? Yeah. Because you may, you may be a little de dehydrated. You might don't act necessarily need food. I'm just coming into terms with that, and I might be doing it wrong, but I'm trying. And y'all just say, y'all the doctors in the room, and say, as long as you're trying. So, yes, we're three doctors. Right, right, right. Like, like legit. So, are we going to let this happen? Or are we Honorary. Gonna... <laughs> Honorary. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Honorary. Oh I'll God. take it. <laughs> I recently started where I'm, you know, I don't know if, I'm not going to put a label to it, but I, you know, I just work, try to work out hungry. And um, and I might be doing it wrong. I don't have any specialists helping me. This is just me doing, right? And I would just um, not eat until probably like noon sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, that's because I want to not overeat throughout the day. Mm -hmm. um, try to keep my, you know, my body at a, a specific weight. Um, but there's so much confusion out there on what you should do, what you shouldn't do. I mean, what are some of the good things that we need to be doing to overall keep ourselves healthy um, on the, again, just the diet and exercise part of things? What are just, just some general basic understanding you could give to somebody who is that coach potato or who is not as motivated to mm -hmm. try to try, at least try? Because some people aren't even trying. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely uh, tell those people to join an organization of people that are trying. Put yourself in an ecosystem of people that's on your level of where you're at and above you. It's 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 mighty funny. People, men got ego, man, because but uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> George yeah. over here a couple of times like. I mean, don't judge me. It's fine. But 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 sometimes the ego is is it's not as bad when you're around men and your ego is in check and you can make friendly competition. Mm -hmm. So your ego is not as far as I don't want to go around them, but your ego could say, you know what? I don't want to miss this. I don't want to miss this boxing session, or I don't want to miss this this fellowship. Because with George being my patient, me and George talk about everything. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. when we're training, we talk about relationships. Hey, man, I'm having this issue. It's not just it's just not just fitness. It's wellness. wellness mm -hmm. yeah. It's a full it's a full array of how can we stay healthy and be productive men in our community for our community. Sleep and the heart. Let's let's talk about that. That's big. Yeah. That's a, I keep on saying studies because like I don't know if you. No I, I man. Like I, that's, that's, I just like data because I no, feel like I can't tell people. Want, yeah. Because again, you can I validate what this, you're saying. Exactly. I create this whole thing, this whole podcast setting to try to add value because I truly believe that the more value you put out there in the world, it just comes back to you. Yeah. Tenfold. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. So you are full. You are a cardiologist, man. Like. Just any study that you want to share, go right ahead, man. Yeah. yeah. So we just covered that not too long ago. Mm. So like, and I, I, it's hard because I feel like I don't know if y'all agree to. I feel like recently this whole like team no sleep and you That's, up at night grinding and you're only getting yeah. a couple of hours. Like it sounds sexy not and it good. sounds cool, but it's it's. it's I like to sleep. Yeah. Look, burning yeah. the candle. It's one hundred percent. You have to have that rejuvenation <laughs> at the end of the day, and like they're finding now that people who sleep between seven and eight hours of sleep, they actually have a reduction in cardiovascular disease. But the crazy part is if you sleep less than seven or more than eight, on both of those ends, you have a higher risk. 
So you know, like a lot of times, like I what I know, yeah, because I'd be jealous of people much. sleeping nine to ten hours. I'm like, how are you like, doing? How are you doing? They that? actually have a higher <laughs> risk, but I think a lot of that is because the the association is if you're sleeping that often, you're probably not as active, active. as somebody I who's thought sleeping about that. less. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but when you're not sleeping, and we all know when you're when you're sleepy, like your body is running on fumes, and a lot mm-hmm. of the times Literally. it's throwing out all these stress hormones. Your blood pressure goes up, your heart rate goes up, and all that is bad for the heart. So seven to eight hours is supposed to be like that magic mm-hmm. amount. But it's like all of us, we're professionals, we have kids, especially if you have young, if you got, I don't know about you, I, I got married late and we had kids a little later. So like the young kids at this stage in my career is kicking my butt. Mm-hmm. And trying to get seven hours of sleep is not always feasible, but we yeah. always, we at least got to try. So mm-hmm. turn the TV off, get off of your phone, get off your iPad, and we need to be sleeping seven to eight hours at least a night. I, I think like we talk about the book, the Atomic Habits, is mm-hmm. it's two things that, can motivate us to go to sleep. Uh, the first thing is actually being active. Make yourself tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's enough, lady. <laughs> That's true. Be tired. <laughs> A lot of times the team no sleep, you think about, they speaking about this because most of the time that person probably don't have a healthy bed to go lay in. They're not laying next to somebody that's mm. making them comfortable enough to get a good night rest, not just sleep. Man. Are you really resting? When you see your bed, your house, your home, your private ecosystem, is it comforting for you to get that rest? Do your spouse, when you lay next to your spouse, is it a calming feeling to help you go to sleep? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like all of that's mental health. Like we don't really think about oh, yeah. it. Oh, like we, we don't really think about it. Is your room aesthetically set up for sleep? Sleep, yeah. Do you try to go to sleep with the TV on? Real talk, they probably shouldn't have a TV <laughs> yeah, in You shouldn't even have a TV yeah. in your room. That's the first thing for insomnia. You know, yeah. you oh, sleep yeah. hygiene. Yeah. You know, really? Take those. Yeah, I'm good with it though. <laughs> you know what? It don't even matter. It, sleep is gonna, my body's yeah, gonna, yeah. It's gonna collect. No way, no how. I used to, I used to, uh, was the team no sleep? And I realized, I'm like, okay, my decision making and most of all, my reaction to things was out of turn a oh, lot yeah. of times. Patience mm-hmm. is how low, you react, yeah. your patience. Well, people equate this no sleep thing with making money. So that's the well, thing. Oh, and, and what happens? You gotta, that was a bar. Yeah. That was a bar. Yeah, I sleep when I'm dead. I'm out here making that bag or whatever. Sooner though, if you and your significant other gonna spend all your money Damn. when you, when you drop dead. When you drop dead, because <laughs> you're not gonna be here to. Okay, so I can be a business owner, and for the next five years, I can accumulate thirty million dollars. But in five years, in one day, I can die because I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. What did the, what what's the thirty million now for? The thing about it is that insomnia is a really serious thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, one of my closest friends, he passed away last year. Oh, mm-hmm. dealing with insomnia. Thank you. Dealing with insomnia was he was a nurse. He was using like, you know, Benadryl and things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, to help him go to sleep, and he went to sleep, and he never woke back up mm-hmm. again. You know, so mm-hmm. I think it's very people like. When you talk to them like, oh, I have issues sleeping, they think it's like a light thing. It's not light. Like Serious. Try, and, try to figure it out. Try to go to sleep because yeah. it really plays a very big part on your mental health. Yeah. You stress, know, so. Stress. Yes. Be, yeah. I don't mean to cut you off. No. But stress be messing up a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I do know when I'm stressed, <laughs> mm-hmm. it is almost inevitable. I'm going to be, no matter how tired I am, mm-hmm. I'm going to be getting up around 2, 3 o'clock. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And if it's stress induced, 
No, it just, I can't go back mm-hmm. to sleep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see where I'm mm-hmm. coming? Mm-hmm. But some people are not even in tune with themselves to know certain things, and they're kind of just floating, up, floating well, about. And, and I think, too, we've made being stressed, we've made it almost like a badge of honor. Like I'm stri- norm, yeah, it's the norm. I'm getting it. I'm I'm out here getting it. And it's like mm, no, well, now it's soft soft life now. I mean, which <laughs> I, I'm I'm prescribing to. I would like very much so. Uh, that is the only thing that I'm interested in. <laughs> for me, it's for me and my house. For me and my we go to sleep. That's the that's the only goal right nice now. Goal. Going I do I I do support the whole soft life situation. I think it's important. That we push this, <laughs> that we don't have to, to always be, yeah. You don't have to always be stressed. Yeah. You know, try to curate right. a life that you're happy with, that you can wake up to. That, like you said, having a partner that you can be happy to go home to, have a home that mm-hmm. you're happy to go home to. So, all these things we're striving to obtain. Soft life, I'm in full support. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. That's one thing I really like about this new generation is this work life balance. Like they not playing. Oh, they're taking that. it yeah. farther. Yeah, yeah, they are not yeah, they, playing. They really, they really, they. they oh, they're, they're pushing it, the limits. They kind of pushing. They're pushing it. They're pushing, <laughs> they're pushing the limits. Bring it back. Bring yeah. it back. Just a tad bit. Yeah, I, you still gotta. Limits. You still gotta go to work and yeah, show yeah. up. You gotta work. You gotta have balance. They wanna go home and not work. Yeah. Not go to school. But I got a bag. Yeah, what's yeah, yeah. What sort of bag? It's like I when it it's like from? even even I have a I have a few tattoos and I I got I started my tattoo journey at like fifteen, and corporate America was it was I have two sleeves and say I got a few tattoos. <laughs> Come on, I have a few and corporate. Like, y'all saw it here first. <laughs> you got a splash of paint, huh? Yeah. So corporate America, a maybe. 10, 20 years ago when I got into the workforce, a lot of people looked down on the ink. Now, corporate America has said, you know what? There's probably more people in the world with tattoos than without. So like you said, the new generation, they're getting the jobs now with tattoos on sleeves and their face. But like you said, now you're pushing it because they've opened this opportunity to you and you go home for lunch and you don't want to come back. So it's like you don't realize the people that didn't get that job before you because they had tattoos you are actually privileged because it's actually changing. Now you can actually work in an office building with 37 earrings in one ear. Some offices, it's it's like you said, it's the representation. representation. The corporate America is actually opening up. You can go to work in some offices with pink hair, red hair. It's not recommended, but you can do these things. So the thing about that, so, you know... I, I don't agree with a lot of things, right? right? So, <laughs> having, I thought you were gonna turn your mic off. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, like having no. having locks, those are acceptable things. Right. Those are that can be like your culture or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. You can whatever, however we choose, like black people, however we choose to do our hair, our natural hair, whether it's braids, locks, and things like that. I'm in a thousand percent support of it. What I do not agree with. Which I don't want to, you know. I hope this podcast is, doesn't go too far, but like as far as this part. But like, what I'm saying is that wearing orange hair and hot pink hair in a professional setting, let's we don't have to do everything. We don't have to show up everywhere like that. Like you, you don't have to look like your entertainment all the time. Yeah. No, like I think, like. Cardi B and them, they're wearing those things. Those are entertainers, right? So we're not coming to work to entertain. Right. We're coming to be serious and to be taken serious. And so sometimes we have to show up serious. We have to be professional. And, yes, they've outlined, I'm saying they, 
because we know what that means, but they've outlined what being professional looks like. We don't always fit that because, again, we do different things with our hair, mm -hmm. especially us women. We do a lot of different things with our hair, but this is not only our race that comes to work with pink hair. Right. All right. So it's, this is for anyone that we don't have to wear pink and blue hair to a professional setting. Like, I don't think it's, it doesn't make sense to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you wouldn't go to church with a bra and panties on, right? Wow. You go to the house of the Lord. <laughs> I've yeah. seen a couple. Time and place. Depends no. on what church you're going to. There's a time and place. You're right. You're the time and place for a and, lot of different and things. There's actually an argument right now, a debate. I don't know if it's a debate, but there's a thing in popular culture now with the um, this popular artist, um, she's on the heavy side. Lizzo. Lizzo, yeah. And apparently she would, you know, party with some of her dancers or whatever, mm -hmm. and and she, I guess, can compartmentalize. Like, when time to party is party, when time to get work done, right. that's why she's mega successful, mm -hmm. right? So some of, the, <clears throat> some of the folks that she was working with aren't, from the understanding that I got by just, you know, they're not able to compartmentalize. And then she's putting on standard. Right. And you can't get drunk when we're about to do work. And apparently they're trying to sue her. I saw that. So it's kind of like, that's what we're talking about, taking it overboard. Yeah. Where, you know, we can have the bean bags and we can do this. But no, you're going to do all that and don't even work. Right. Like, that's not cool. Yeah, accountability is important. So, like, again... I don't care what field you're in. Accountability is important. You know, a job is a job. It's just like us, right? Like in medical school, forget about medical school, in residency, maybe your attending takes you out. And some of my attendants, they get lit. They be getting drunk. They be outside having a good time. But I'm not going to ever think for a second now that we back at the we back at the hospital, that's the homie. Mm -hmm. And I'm calling mm -hmm. them first name basis. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm, you know... There's a time and place for everything. It's all the same thing. So I just think that this new generation is, is cool. I like the I like the we moving forward. Yeah. We're more accepting about a lot of different things, but just some things is just going a little bit too far. And, and to your point, the one thing that um, that you have to we have to understand is mindset. We have to be a professional, whatever it is we do. Mm -hmm. We have to be professional. Understand, yes. if you work at McDonald's, you are in. You're a professional. You are a professional. Just because your dollar yeah. amount doesn't make you less professional. I agree. Your mindset does. Because you, you, there's, there's a, another yeah, one. That's customer, know, that's customer service. That's customer service. Yeah, it's customer you, You're working for a billion-dollar company. It doesn't get more corporate than that. You're just yeah. at the beginning. You're just on the first level. Yeah. It's up to you how, you, how serious you take working at McDonald's on the fries, like he said, in coming to America. Right now, I'm washing lettuce. He had a plan. but He's I'll everything with integrity. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, it was nice. Yeah. You do everything yeah. with integrity. Yeah. Like, and they don't get taught anymore. Yeah. No, taught. it doesn't. You, you, oh, I'm, I, I ain't got to do all that. I'm at yeah. McDonald's. Yes, you do. Yeah, you you're, do. You're, you're, you're talking to people. You're handling people of different demographics. You need to be professional. I don't care what job you do. Mm -hmm. I say the one thing I love about Chick-fil-A is the service. Hi, how are you? I'm like, whoa! I asked them, how old are you? Well, even well, no, they start, they start, they starting to calm down on the service too. I don't know. That's what <laughs> well, I'm saying. They're well, taking it too far. They're workforce. <laughs> <laughs> oh That's what I said. They're taking it too far. 
Cause I'm like, they don't even, they're not even greeting me no more. Done. Like, 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 we know, we got you now. We got you what now. You <laughs> Welcome back. I'm like, well, what happened? <laughs> a funny thing that uh, both y'all mentioned. Um, you know, George had mentioned uh, being a good example to just your kids, and uh, you know, Sean had mentioned just be good example to other men. Uh, and you mentioned something about genetics, mm-hmm. and I think that's, I think the light bulb went off in my head very recent. Cause I still got this gut, but it went off recently. No Re- not like legit. It's, <laughs> you know, it, where? Gut where? Up, you sitting upright ain't nothing. <laughs> but, okay, let me say. Let me let me say why I say it like that. I was just randomly. I don't know if I was in my bathroom or whatever, and I thought to myself, I was leaning on. I cannot remember, but I was thinking to myself, and now you know I'm kind of getting up there in a little bit more age. Right. I'm thinking to myself, I don't never seen my dad without a six pack. <laughs> Your dad? My dad. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I thought that to myself. Yeah. And, I was, and I was trying to remember through my whole life, this guy had six sharp, wow. pointed. That's a yeah. nice thing to say. Let's see. Like, Lord, I see what you're doing for others. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Where mine at? Well, you know, you can understand, you know, he, that's in Jamaica. Just, right. He rides yeah. a bike everywhere. He's worked yeah. construction his whole life. Stuff like that, right? Right. But. I was like, man, you're doing this jeans a disservice. <laughs> I was like, you I didn't took the jeans thing. off. You took them off. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I thought to myself, I'm like, I think I'm doing my dad's jeans. But it's a game changer. Our environment and our new diet. It's like, like my parents showed me an old picture of Nigeria, like people our age. I'm like, dang, they all in shape. Yeah. And then you go, like, last time I went to Nigeria, I'm like, yeah, this is not the case anymore. Like, it's completely different. 90% of our lifestyle setup now is for convenience. Mm. What's convenient? What makes it more convenient? What makes it to where I don't have to give a full effort? But when mm. you think about it, why are you conserving energy mm-hmm. to do what? Like my, my daughter's school is literally in our neighborhood where we used to work out. Okay. And my wife is like, yeah, I'm going to be walking. And I was like, for what? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> we can drive over. And I'm like, oh, you know what? That is extra exercise. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe I should walk her there. Yeah. It's even as simple as like going to a grocery store and trying to get that first parking spot next to this. <laughs> And I'm God. definitely guilty of this. Yo. And then one day, one of my homeboys, he was just like, he, used to, he was ranting. He was like, I don't know why people want to park in the front. You, you, Traffic walk. jams. Just, just walk. walk. And I'm like. The way like, does he set up? I don't know. I was like, but you know what? It's true. Like, especially, I already got my workout clothes on. I'm still trying to park. <laughs> I'm still trying to cut the corners. Like, I can park in the back and let other people get the front. So, yeah, convenience is definitely important. Now, I, I do subscribe to convenience. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> but it does it does um, contribute an element of being lazy yeah. to a degree. Yeah. So if you just being mindful of that, just so like now I I park you know in the back. <laughs> there is a there's a saying that I try to remind myself anytime you know this topic comes up or even I feel like you know I want you know convenience, it goes something like and I might butcher it but bear with me. It says uh, hard times make. Uh, strong men, uh, strong men make easy times, right? Mm. And uh, the strong men make easy times. Uh, no, let me let me rephrase this. I I knew I was gonna mess it up. It says, uh, uh, hard times mm-hmm. make strong men, right? Strong men make easy times. Mm-hmm. Easy times make weak men. Mm-hmm. Weak men create hard times. Mm-hmm. 
So it's like a vicious cycle. A vicious cycle. It's a vicious Does that cycle. make sense? I yeah. kind of messed it up at the front, but it's a very yeah, profound a vicious cycle. thing that it's a cycle. So if you basically what that tells me is if I don't want hard times, I just need to stay on my guard at all right. times. Yeah. You 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 have to be intentional about your life. It has to have a purpose. Yeah. You you have people that wake up to take a shortcut to the shortcut. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they're, they're trying to find the shortcut to the shortcut. And it's like, okay, at some point, you're going to have to commit to something in life. Yeah. You're go and that ha it's easier when it's you. When you take all society standards away. And unfortunately, in this competitive life we live, distractions actually benefit focused people. Because the distractions, it kills my competitive. Because it's like Kobe Bryant. You don't, you, don't, you don't have the time to be better than me because you like to go party. Mm -hmm. You got to go on vacation. I'm not going to get on my deathbed and say, I wish I would have did more. Mm. That is, that's a debilitating feeling. Anybody, any older seasoned person that have a few days left of their life, they will always tell you, live your life. Not go have fun. They're going to tell you, make sure you take the time to live your life. Plan out what you want. Because what life will do, it will distract you yeah. with all types of fun, music and movies and everything. All of this stuff is distractions. And when you take it away, you realize a lot of mental health. During COVID, when people couldn't go out and get those, uh, they couldn't go out to club maybe like or, clubs. Yeah. Now it's like, what are we going to do? Mm -hmm. uh, read a book. <laughs> get to know yourself <laughs> yeah. have actually have a conversation with somebody that live in your house and that's that depression yes yeah. and that's that depression that's because it's yeah. like i don't have i don't have these distractions in my life that actually distract me from not me i can't see me but they came back harder though they yeah came back harder yeah. with the outside yeah, yeah. I'm outside. they know, made up for it. yeah they made up for it you know no 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 being a doctor like for y'all it, it it's it's a true blessing because for you to become a doctor in many regards you have to have a sense of purpose early yeah and that takes away from a lot of the the distraction and it mm. takes away from what i call like the uh, shiny object syn mm -hmm. syndrome where it's like, oh, this is the next hot thing. I'm going to do this. this yeah. is the I mean, you already committed. This is when I'm going to be a doctor. Mm -hmm. Rain, sun, or shine, that's that's what I'm going to do. So that's a that's a blessing in, it, in itself. So mm -hmm. that, and it gives you strength for like, because you'd be like, certain things would come up like, man, we, we, we made it through medical school. You know, made it through residency. Yeah. Like, what can I not overcome at this sure. point? So that's it gives true. you that too. So I'd like to get from each of y'all, because y'all are all, you know, accomplished uh, folks, I would like to hear from y'all, like just like individually, what what does, uh, you know, what keeps you motivated, or what does motivation look like for you guys? Can, you can start. Anybody can hop on that one first. Uh, motivation, I can say for myself is for right now, it's actually understanding my family dynamic of where I'm coming from, mm -hmm. but understanding where it what is the possibility of where i can go with my children and my family and the the ecosystem that i'm over and i would say anybody if you're a couch potato and you don't have that motivation it's a simple simple thing you can do for 24 hours don't do anything pleasurable take anything that makes you happy don't do it mm. sit still 
I guarantee your mind will bring things to you that will suffice your own happiness. And there's another part to that. So make a list. Make a short list every day. Five things that you want to do. I don't care if it's make your bed, wash the dishes, feed the dog at a certain time. Five goals a day. Just five. Five small goals that you already do. At the end of five days, you're going to have 25 goals that you already accomplished in a week. That's going to raise your self-esteem. That's going to raise your focus on what else can I accomplish? That is the biggest motivator. It's the little, little, little goals. It's the small, small goals. Even like when we was doing our residency. Wink, wink. <laughs> What's cool, bro? What's cool? Oh, my God. Where the certificate at? Oh, my God. That's a good one. Even, even in, uh, I'll say in college, I'll say in college, I had to learn to be a college student. When I first went to college, I think my first year I had maybe seven Fs. I got kicked out, academic <laughs> probation. <Man>. <laughs> but when I went back to Southern University, the Southern University, oh, there, you go. <laughs> there we go. Let's go. I, <laughs> yes. I was on the dean's list every single semester because that semester I sat out, I told myself, we're going to work day and night because we want. I want to know what it feels like if I don't get serious about college and serious about advancing myself i'm not going to put myself where i can hang out now with my friends because now i don't have classes i'm not in school oh no we're going to work from sun up to sundown because if we don't go back to school it's going to be your life mm. you're going to work from sun up to sundown and it changed me i just changed my environment and that motivated me to say okay i can accomplish that what's the next thing you can accomplish that's that's pretty neat, man. Yeah, just from a motivation standpoint, mm -hmm. you gonna follow that, George? I mean, not really. I mean, I mean, I should have been thinking. I was actually inside the story. I think for me though, like I, yeah. I feel like I'm in this era of like in my career, in my life, it's like fulfillment because I feel like with mm -hmm. doctors, we have such delayed gratification. Because you have to put so much work mm -hmm. in. Like, so to be we a cardiologist. We had a podcast. Uh, really? We, we're talking mm -hmm. about that specific Delay, topic. Because it's, rid it's ridiculous. And I, I feel like it changes your mindset. And so, like, people are like, well, how long? I'm like, it took 14 years mm. to get to this point. So we need to have another thing about yeah. burnout. But anyway, yeah. um, for me, it's fulfillment. I just feel like I put in too much hard work and life is too short for me not to feel fulfilled. And so everything that I'm doing now in this era, whether it's with my kids, whether it's my wife, whether it's at work, I want to feel fulfilled. I want to feel happy. I want to feel whole. I want to feel healthy. If it's not serving any of those, then I don't need it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that's what motivates me in every decision that I'm, I'm doing, new opportunities that come my way. If you're not meeting this criteria, then you got to kick rocks. Uh, that's, what, that's, the, that's what's helping me right now. Fulfillment. Just fulfillment. Mm -hmm. Self-actualization. That's, that's pretty neat. Mm -hmm. yeah, I would say for me, I haven't gotten to that point yet because um, I'm, I'm still in the early stages of my career. I got you. So right now, um, what motivates me is just the idea of what my life is going to be and the kind of lifestyle and things that I want that I'll be able to finally live my life. So that is like my biggest motivation at this moment. Hmm. That's um, pretty. Yeah. And also wanting to be happy. So mm -hmm. that's pretty much it. Amen. And you're looking at yourself to make yourself happy, which is mm -hmm. awesome. Because a lot of time, I think, just as human being, we try to, we try to um, delegate happiness. Mm -hmm. 
And yeah, you can't no. be happy if you don't make yourself mm-hmm. happy in in Especially when it comes to money, people think. Oh, like I remember when I first started making like you know real money. I was like, I don't feel any different actually. I'm telling. I literally just told him. Really? This. Yeah. yeah. You don't I feel told, different. You don't money feel. Don't, you don't yeah. feel different. Mm-hmm. And it's because of the delayed gratification. Mm-hmm. You've allowed that thought of, oh, I gotta get this, but you know you can't get it right now. Mm-hmm. So by the time you finally get it, it's like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. well, I mm-hmm. got it. It's not a big deal. I think there was actually a study that came out about um, just stuff like that where they said it's not the actual attaining of the thing. It's the build-up. It's the the build-up and the anticipation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's why a lot of people, when they get to a place, they're like, oh. Yeah. (laughs) Because you you get more motivation from the the anticipation. But I picked up a lot because, you know, what, Sean, you're basically saying it's not even about motivation it's about those little mini things mm-hmm. that you do that you kind of add in on mm-hmm. onto it you know and just having self-actualization having a purpose mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and then just visualizing yourself getting there Th- those are three different real answers that a lot uh, different people that are maybe watching this can 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 pull from and 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 help um, and and for me, it it's really purpose, you know, uh, just trying to have a strong purpose. And, and that's the value of the ecosystem because if yeah. we get together as a community, and you're a piece of iron, I'm a piece of iron, and we all we get to sharpen each other. Yeah. Because right. we bring all of this together. Right. But yeah. when we talk about iron sharpening iron, many people like the way the phrase sounds, but when you break it down, nobody speaks about the heat, the friction. The duration under stress that those two man, pieces of iron has to bar. We're gonna like, like understand like understand what iron sharpening iron what it takes. Go to YouTube and understand what it is. So when you look at your life and you say iron sharpens iron, it's it's not pleasurable. It's a process. It's a real life-changing process because you're being sharpened. It's a real process. Yeah. It's like the saying where they say everybody want to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. Hey. Mm. You see what I mean? Trying to get there, but there's so much stuff in between. Right. You don't want to, you know, uh, kind of face so, those. So in our community, we have this, we have the high school graduation, right? And I hope I'm not about to offend anybody, but this is so funny. <laughs> You have two, you have two you perspectives. Know I know. Yeah, I'm about to hear now. <laughs> you have two perspectives. You have the valedictorian, right? Mm-hmm. That's on stage. But you also have that student when they get their diploma, they come off stage and they get to dancing and it's cool. Why do you think that kid is dancing? You just glad it's finally over? Or I barely got out of here. <laughs> and it's like we're this person is dancing, and it's like we saw that a lot. Yeah, it's like you that see it a goes lot. Back to the point that yeah. Trish was making, about, there's a time and that's what I see when I see. Yeah. there's a time and place. But when that's, you look at the me. valedictorian, you've done everything, you've passed all the classes, and you still have something to do. Yo, my brother you, said this. Yeah, you yeah. you can't celebrate. Really? You still have yeah. something to do. Like we weren't happy. I mean, he he said he wasn't happy at his high school graduation because he was like, "What's next?" Yeah, mm. it's always people don't realize yeah. that. What are you doing Monday? Yeah, <laughs> you graduate Friday, Monday morning. When you graduate, when I graduated from high school, college, what my mat, what high school, 
undergrad, and masters. Mm -hmm. Those were three Mondays after those three Fridays. Correct. If I didn't have, no, if I had nothing on my schedule, what did it mean? Mm. Yeah. Oh, it's the, it's facts. Yeah. What did it? What did, What are you doing Monday morning? How long are you gonna celebrate graduating from college and high school? Do you realize it's a curriculum? It has an end. <laughs> and it has true. an end for a reason. That's true. And, <laughs> yeah. And from a, just a spiritual standpoint too, you know, just because there's different levels to being well-being, your mental, physical, you know, your spiritual, you know, just social setting, mm -hmm. stuff like that. And from a, a spiritual standpoint, you know, they, they said the devil find work for idle hands. Mm -hmm. So that's basically what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Don't let yeah. yourself just yeah. become in. But uh, hey, guys, this is, <laughs> it's been really, but one thing back to the, the whole so, the whole car two hours. The cardiology thing, uh, <laughs> cardiology, um, what are just real quick, like what are some of the quick um, just misconceptions that are out there that people are uh, that? And I also want to ask about what are some of the signs? So let, let's dig into those one, yeah. two, and then we just wrap it up. Yeah, so we'll go here forever and a day. Signs <laughs> depends on the condition that's going on. Right? Okay. Um, and a lot of times it's hard to, and I think you kind of, breached on this as well too like with mental health as well too and cardiovascular issues the symptoms can be very similar and so that's why i'm seeing a lot of more anxious patients now because there's so many crosstalk between like chest pain shortness of breath fast heart rate you can have that in a panic attack and you can have that having a yeah. heart attack mm -hmm. and so that's why i end up seeing a lot of these anxiety patients because the symptoms are so similar and then my job is to sit there and tease this stuff out and figure out which one is which so it's a host of symptoms but those are probably the most common cardiovascular symptoms that we see um, a lot of it is, you know, we got to diagnose depending on what your risk factors are, what your family history is, what your lifestyle is. Um, I think one of the biggest misconceptions is it's hard. And I think this is just for medicine in general. I feel like people think that we as physicians just want to throw medications at you. Yes. And or that we're benefiting from getting you medications and yeah. tests when that's they not the case that. at all. Like honestly, whether whether you come in to say hi to me versus I'm sending you to the hospital, your copay is the same, and I don't see it either way. Yeah, you yeah. don't get it. Hmm. So that's one of the biggest misconceptions I would say, and a lot of times too, I actually want to prevent you from having any cardiovascular issues. So mm -hmm. I don't want you to be on medication. So your lifestyle that's going to play the biggest part into all of this. And so I have patients who are on 15 medications. They're like, well, I'm on all this meds. And I'm like, okay, well, how many times did you work out last week? Hmm. Or what did you eat yesterday? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, we have to work together. And I was, I can't care about your health more than you yeah. care. Mm -hmm. You got to meet me somewhere in the middle. So you look at it more holistic. 100. Mm -hmm. And it's hard because we only have 15 or 20 minutes with these uh, patients. And in that small period of time, I got to have this bird's eye view of everything that's going on with you. But I think that's the biggest misconception I would say. Yeah, yeah. guys, it's been <clears throat> this been a pleasure. Mm -hmm. It's really been cool. I I like this this podcast. So if y'all watch this, guys, just just subscribe to the channel real quick. Uh, we're bringing great content, and um, I'm super excited. I'm thankful to each and every one of you guys to take the time to come out and share this valuable thing, information, not only with me, but whoever might consume up this podcast. And I just say, uh, you know, one love. Let me just kind of go around. One love. Definitely. One love. One love, guys. Appreciate it a lot. All right. Yo. <laughs> Yo. Like. I know. Y'all about to give me a try. I'm supposed to be on a Zoom call. <laughs> so, guys, I really create these content to educate, inform, and inspire whoever 
is at a point to be inspired. If you made it this far through the videos, I would truly appreciate if you give us a like, a subscribe, turn on the notification bell, support us because in, in all honesty, it means a lot to us. Um, so thank you. And I hope you got something of value from, from sharing your time with us on today.